Welcome to the third in a four episode series of Livewire on Schools Ministry. In this episode, I'm going to show you some of the things that I did uh, when I was uh, doing schools work uh, many years ago. Uh, you're going to get a chance to look at those ideas and then create your own. And if you've got time, there's an optional extra section. It's kind of fun section at the end of that later on in this live wire. So first of all, let me show you again a uh, outline of a possible ministry presentation. As you can see here, this is what we call a modular outline. It's a stringing together of individual items that present part of the message, leading people from A to B. So how do we know if the modules are helpful? Well, they should do either of these three things. They should provoke thought, stir emotions, or create laughter. If a module provokes thought, it will lead to students asking you a question. If a module um, stirs the emotion, then you'll be able to feel the atmosphere change in the lesson or the assembly that you're presenting. And if what you're doing is truly funny, it will create laughter. So I think that's important. Sometimes we can think something's funny, uh, but if it doesn't make you laugh, it's probably not going to make them laugh. So I would always encourage you to test your individual modules. Uh, test them out on different people. If people don't laugh, um, there's no point putting it in just because you think it's mildly amusing. Um, if people don't ask you questions based off what you've just said, then maybe it's not really thought provoking. So test these things out on people. Um, I found that to be really, really helpful. Things I thought were funny didn't get a reaction, so I binned them. There have been things that I didn't think were particularly funny, but I actually got a real Benedict laugh every time I did them, so I include those things. What's important is not what makes you happy, not what makes you uh, think, it's what makes them think, what stirs their emotion. Now, there is a disclaimer with this video in that my main point was to simply show some of the things I did. I don't really include the message that I would have presented with it. I give some very light and simple examples. So the purpose of this video is for you to see the creative ideas you can use, but not to see this as the level of what the message should be that goes with those ideas. Hopefully you'll spend more time than I had uh, when I presented this. I just come back from a trip, was about to go to a trip, and was asked to do this fairly last minute. So um, what I'm hoping is you'll find creative ideas and it'll stir new ideas in your mind as well. Hope you enjoy it. Excellent. Okay, so in this session, we're going to be looking at schools dynamics. So I've been asked to show you the things I did in schools 25 years ago. So I'm going to show you how we put lessons together. And many of you already know this, but we use what's called a modular outline. So um, this was uh, the kind of lesson that we would do. So you have the three A's, attention, application, and appeal, which take people through a journey from a question to God's answer to what they can do next, a challenge of what they can do next. And uh, if you notice, this is how we, we would have a sheet of paper like this. I'm sure you guys do this. We had a sheet of paper at the back of the class, and each one of us had different jobs. So somebody was going to give a testimony, somebody was doing the magazine trick, somebody was doing uh, the skit at the beginning. And when it was our place, we would come on from the back, and we would do our thing, and we knew how much time we had to do each one. So everything was worked out 
precisely how long we had. What you don't see on here is the message behind each different thing. Because we'd learned it so well, we didn't need to remind ourselves. Sometimes we would just have like the highlight, just so we knew what to pass onto. So these are called modules. Each one of these is a module. And we would do these different things in other lessons, other parts of lessons. We'll just swap them over depending on what was needed. Does that make sense? Now, just to remind you, which is really important, is what we didn't do is think, okay, we need a lesson on peer pressure. What funny skit did we know on that? We would do Havarim first. We would pray first. We'd ask God for direction. And I would be confident that I could get up and do 30 minutes with no object lessons, with no videos, because what I was saying was interesting enough. The reason we do visual aids is not to get people's attention, is not even to make it um, just simply uh, you know, entertaining. It's to help it stick. It's to help people remember what we just said. And we don't want to do a billion different things. We want them to walk out of the class with one burning question in their head, something they can respond to. So everything in the lesson outline would get them to that place. Does that make sense? So I'm going to show you different things. Some of them are dramas. Some of them are object lessons. Some of them are videos. Some of them are games. These are the kind of things we did, okay? So I'm going to go through each one. The first one is called Eat, Work, Sleep. So for each one, I'm going to pretend I'm in a class usually, okay? So let's pretend in this situation it's about a lesson on purpose in life, okay? So I'd say, well, well, class, really good to be here. Um, I'm just going to bring out my three actors. Please, can you guys come out? Please give them a round of applause. Thank you. <laughs> the question we're going to look at today in this lesson is, is there more to life than this? Is there more to life than this? Eat. Work. <laughs> Sleep. <laughs> Eat. Work. Sleep. Eat. Work. Sleep. Pause. Now, this is mildly interesting. I'd like to know what you could tell us about the purpose of life. So I need three volunteers. Who'd like to put their hand up? Three volunteers, please. Three volunteers. Okay, I'll have Ashley. Out you come. I've Gustavo, and I'll have Jenna. Out you come, please. Fantastic. Okay, uh, what's your name? Ashley. Ashley, I would like you to do everything. Stand there. I'd like you to do everything that Malta does, exactly the way he does it, okay? Uh, what's your name? Gustavo, I'd like you to do everything that Coney does. Just stand right there. That'd be fantastic. I want you to do whatever she does. I want you to promise to do it, okay? Okay. Jenna, I'd like you to do everything that David does, exactly how he does it, including noises. Okay. <clears throat> okay. So let's start again. Is there more to life than this? Eat. Work. <laughs> Romance. Sleep, eat, work, romance. <laughs> Clearly, Ashley has done this before. That's the scary thing. Party. 
sleep, eat, work, romance, party, play, sleep, eat, work, sleep. 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 Then you die. Is there more to life than this? Let's give our, our actors and volunteers a round of applause. Thank you. Thank you, guys. Okay, now here's the main reason I wanted to show that one. It's a really simple skit that takes virtually no practice at all. What you notice is when I was first seeing that, the first time I saw that, I just saw it with the team doing it, which is mildly amusing. I know from school, the one thing you wanted to see your friends do most was make a fool of themselves. So the minute you invite their friends up, suddenly it goes to a different level. I mean, you laughed, and you're mildly mature, okay? But imagine, <laughs> imagine young people, 14, 15-year-olds, watching their friends do romance, do sport. I mean, they're howling laughter, okay? So suddenly you're getting them engaged. So any skit where you can get people engaged is always going to be better, okay? So you can do a skit. One of the sad things I've noticed is it's, I think dramas and skits have gone out of fashion and uh, I actually think that's sad. Videos come in, which is great, but there's nothing, nothing, it's like live music. You know, in schools, no matter what the kids are into, you put live music in a school, even if it's classical and they're into hip hop, they're engaged because it's live and they can see it. And it's the same with drama. So I would encourage you to think about dramas, but try and think of ones where you include them in it. Okay? Object lesson. Okay, so let's say we were talking, this could be about purpose, it could be about all sorts of different things, okay? But I call this, it's my choice. Charlie, let's have Charlie. Give Charlie a round of applause. Thank you, Charlie. What's your name? Charlie. Charlie, thank you. We've never met before, have we, Charlie? No. No, we've never met before, okay. I would like you to write on that board the words, it's my choice. So I have some cards. This is normal. I promise you this is normal pack of cards, and Charlie's writing very slowly, it's my choice, and I'm trying to shuffle these as best as I possibly can. Okay, thank you, Charlie. Charlie, I want you to come, and I'm going to ask you some questions to try and get to know you a little bit better. Thank you so much indeed. I appreciate it. Okay, so, so um, I don't know why you uh, believe you exist, okay, but um, we as Christians believe that you exist because God didn't have anybody exactly like you, and he wanted somebody exactly like you. Now, the point of that does not mean, therefore, that a Christian is somebody who has no brain and no choice. You have choices. Uh, the fact of the matter is, wherever you go, wherever you go there, wherever you do, and whoever you are with, God knows about it. And if you're a Christian, he's there with you in that. So it's still your choice, but he's with you. Okay, so one, two, three, Four. Pick a number out of one to four, just in case four. you didn't get that. Four, okay. Pick another number. Two. Two. Pick another number. Three. Three. Pick another number. 
I'm, I'm not very good at this kind of card stuff, but there we go. Okay. So what I'm going to do now, Charlie, is you've picked them in your order how you chose, because it's your choice, yeah? So I'm going to um, just shuffle these uh, one more time, okay? And then what I'm going to ask you to do now is I want you to pick a number between um, 1 and um, 10. Eight, okay. So I want you to pick the eighth card, okay? So what I want you to do is, uh, okay, so I want you to do it like this. So I want you to go one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. But that eighth card I want you to put over there, okay? okay? I don't want you to pass it on to me, okay? Just put it there. Okay, okay off you go. Very, yeah, very slowly. One, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Seven, eight. Now put that one over there. Don't show it to me. Put, give me back all the other cards apart from that one. Okay. Now what I want you to do is I want you to show everybody that card, but don't show me. Okay, so I'm going to close your eyes and look away. Don't shout out what the card is, everybody. Okay, have you done that? Put it back down on the desk. Okay. So now I want you to put it back in the pack. Anywhere, Anywhere in the pack, okay, without showing me, okay? Can you shuffle cards, Charlie? Just have a bash, have a bash, okay? So in, in my life, and then this is where I'd give a little bit of testimony, okay? I'd probably talk about how I became a Christian while she's doing this. I'd talk about the choices I made and why I made the choice to follow Jesus. Does that make sense? There's an important point about this trick I'm going to make and how to do a trick. You can do it really well or you can do it really badly, and it's very simple to make the difference, okay? So I've talked a little bit. Okay, thank you, Charlie. Now, what I'd like you to do is I'd like you to turn them over and spread them out in a couple of rows, Okay, turn them over, spread them out in a couple of rows. Fantastic. Okay, let's just spread them out a bit more so I can see all the cards. Make sure we've got good choices for you to make. Okay, okay. So we're going to start on this top. I'm going to ask you a few questions. Just stand over there a little bit, okay? First of all, um, tell me how to spell your name. Uh, C. C. H. A. H. A. A. R, L, L, O, O, T, T, E. E. Okay, Charlotte. Okay, so now I know Charlotte's name. So I asked her, and and who gave you that name? Do you know who chose? Your parents. That's one thing you don't get to choose. You know, when I became an American, I don't know if you know this, when you become American, on that day you can choose to change your name to anything you want. Do you know that? Yeah, but anyway. Okay, so if you could go anywhere in the world, where we'd like to go? Oh, wow. Okay, give me, spell it out for me. P, P- H, I, L, I, P, P, I, N, E, S. Okay, what's your favorite color, Charlie? Yellow. Yellow. Why, you have long words. Give me, give me, spell yellow to me. Y, E, L, L, O, W. Okay, great. Okay, I'm going to ask you a series of yes or no questions. Are you happy to be up here on the stage, yes or no? Yes. Yes, okay. Y, E, S. Do you like uh, Brussels sprouts, yes or no? Yes. Yes. Y, E, S. Okay. So I've asked all these different questions, and because I've asked these questions, I've figured out that Charlie picked that card. Is that correct? Yeah, that's correct. And that's because I've asked choices. I've asked choices, but there's a difference. You see, if you get to know somebody, if you get to know somebody, okay. <laughs> if you get to know somebody, then, you know, you're asking questions, and, and you can get 
good to know a lot about people. But, and you can give people like a lot of influence in life. And if they know you and they know the things you like to do, they can be quite kind. Or anybody knows somebody who's really kind to you? They know what you like and they do. Anybody knows somebody who's not very nice? They know things about you and they, they use it against you. Anybody ever had that before? So here's what's interesting about this is that God knows us, but there's a twist. Now, just go and see where it says it's my choice. Um, do you see that little um, pink uh, thing there at the top? Yeah, can you just, um, just pull all the paper? Actually, no, it's not that one. It's this bottle. Can you pull all the paper away? Just pull, pull, yeah, just pull, not pull it off, just pull it up and see if there's anything behind there. Okay, can you just pull out that envelope for me? See, what's in, just pull it off, it'd be fine, uh, Charlotte. That's great, okay. So what's, there's one thing that's really amazing about God that the Bible says about us. Just open, just open the envelope, Charlie. It's a little bit difficult to open sometimes. Can you just take a look, see what's in there without anybody seeing? Okay, now just, now, now just show everybody, Charlie. Okay. So what's amazing about God is I can get to know Charlie, and uh, I think this is Jamie, who's married to Charlie, which is awkward because she's only 15. Um, <laughs> however, uh, over a period of life, he'll get to know that. Here's the, thing about, the great thing about putting your life with God and inviting him into your life is he already knows what you're going to choose. It's your choice, but he knows. And sometimes you make good choices, yeah? And sometimes you make bad choices, yeah? yeah. But it's still his choice to love you. Let's give Charlie a round of applause. Thank you, Charlie. Okay, so when I learned that trick, that trick lasts, and this is really important about object lessons, that trick lasts about four to five seconds. Everything else was just fluff. It's, a, it's an incredibly easy trick to do. You don't need any slight, well, a tiny little bit of sleight of hand. I can't do sleight of hand, so that's how easy it is. So what you don't do is you don't do a trick. Here's the trick. <laughs> now let me tell you what it means. Because you've lost the key to entertainment. Uh, Hitchcock, the, the great director, said this. The key to entertainment is anticipation. So in the, in the films, he was a director, he made films that were an hour and a half long, the minute you knew who the murderer was, or the minute the murderer got caught, which he always did in the olden days, within, he said, within one to two minutes, the film would be finished because the anticipation had gone. While I'm doing that trick, and I did the short version, I, I used to, I, you could do a whole lesson on that trick. Because sometimes I would stop, and halfway through I'd say, we're going to show you a little uh, drama about that now. Or we'll do a little thing. Because I know that they're desperate to know what's going to happen. Now, I'd like to think that what I'm saying is interesting anyway. Does that make sense? So, what it's preparation. It's a bit of effort. It's a bit of thinking, okay, what can I do here? How can I? I've got this little trick. What can I do more? The trick happened, basically, very, very early on in the whole thing. The trick was done, and everything else was just me using it to create a message. That makes sense? Okay, give Charlie a round of applause. She's great. Well done, Charlie. This is 30 years old. Um, the, now, you can show a video and say something before it, but the way to use a video is by asking a question before, after it. The way to use a video is to ask them a question before it. So I was, I'm about to show you a video. Now, you might not show this anymore. I don't know if this would be relevant anymore, but, but I want you to see the point. I would say to them, in this video, it's a video about Christmas. There are some things in this video that are about Christmas and some things in this video that are not about Christmas. 
And I want you to spot and tell me afterwards which ones are part of Christmas and which ones are not. Thanks, team. Let's show the video. Okay, okay. So I guess you enjoyed that. So I used to use that in the 80s. Now, um, what I would do is we obviously have a discussion about what's involved in Christmas, what it isn't, and what's central to Christmas. And we, a couple of things I used to point out, uh, depending on the room and how much freedom I had, I would talk about how we've taken Jesus out of Christmas. I would say, is that happened? And I do it all in questions. So, what happened to what was a helicopter for taking the baby Jesus out? Okay, would you say that's happened at Christmas? So, they're preaching to me. 
How, how's, so how, well, how would that be today that Jesus has been taken out of Christmas? So they're telling me, yeah? Even some, some situations, depending on where I was on in relationship with school, I might talk about the guy at the end being the judge and stopping, and at one point there's some kind of judgment and all this stops and reality hits in. So that's the kind of stuff I would do, okay? So um, that would be one of the ones where you'd have to show the video and then you'd have to say something afterwards. But what I might do is I might just do some kind of object lesson afterwards, talk about that during the object lesson as well. Does that make sense? So a fair bit of creativity, I think. Desert Island rules. Okay, so um, what I would do is I'd say, okay, so I want us to do a little bit of an exercise in a moment. And uh, I want us all to close our eyes. Everybody close your eyes. Everybody close your eyes, okay. We're all on a luxury liner. And we're off to the Caribbean. And we're sailing. And the weather's beautiful. Absolutely fantastic weather. The sun's shining. The pool's open on the deck. Some of you are swimming. Some of you are playing volleyball. Some of you are just sunbathing. Crash! Suddenly there's a crash. You've hit an iceberg in the middle of the Caribbean. <laughs> and suddenly you find yourself overboard and suddenly you wash up on a desert island. And there's only you guys. That's it. Just you guys. Open your eyes. Okay, you're on a desert island. There's only you guys. There's no teachers, no parents, nobody to tell you what to do, no police. And what would you need for the future as you go on as a group of people, do you think? Establish some rules. Okay, well, let's do that. Let's try that bit, establish some rules. Okay, so what we're going to do now is we're going to work out what rules we would have on an island. Okay, we're on an island. We're going to work out what rules we would have. Let's pick a number between 9 and 11. Between 9 and 11. <laughs> 10. Let's pick 10 rules. So on you guys now, and what I would say is, there we go. I want you to work out 10 rules, okay? I'm going to give you 10 minutes to come up with 10 rules. I want you to go 10 minutes to come up with 10 rules so you can live in peace and unity for the next five years. All right? They go off. They do, they do that. They come back. And I say, okay, I want you to shout out your rules, okay? And I say, one here, and we're going to ping pong, okay? They shout out a rule. I write it down here. So whatever they say is, um, whatever it might be, like um, no sleeping with, a, with a, somebody's boyfriend or something like that. Whatever, whatever, I write all their stuff down. So they get about 10, no lying, no cheating, okay? And I say, it's interesting because we've been talking about the Bible and how out of date it is and how old-fashioned it is. But let me, just, let me just show you something. You've got 10 rules and let me show you 10 other rules. These are the 10 commandments. Well, have you noticed this? That this one is exactly the same as this one. And this one here is pretty much the same as this one. What other, which other ones look the same? I'd never, ever done this. In all the times I've done this, I've never done it with less than eight of them being part of the Ten Commandments, ever, in any school, ever in my life. What's happened is they've told me. They've experienced the idea that God's in of helping us live in peace and unity, yeah? Now, there's, there's places where I can tidy it up, and there's places where I can talk to them about why they came up with those rules. But again, what I've got is I've got them telling me the Ten Commandments. And you're going to find this is quite a moving experience. You're going to find it's quite an emotional experience. So please give uh, the members of the Royal Academy of Dramatic Arc a round of applause. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And what are you going to find? I'm sorry, Mr. Hagenbottom, we'll take a couple of minutes while they warm up. They, they, have to do, they have to get into the moments. The they're all method actors. 
Uh, method actors mean they put themselves in the place that right now they're feeling feelings you've never felt before. They're feeling, are you ready, guys? Thank you. Thank you. Okay. Please prepare yourselves, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you. Take your seat. We're getting ready. Thank you. Wonderful. Amazing. Um, I don't know if we have any tissues or anything, because what you're about to see now may just, just move you in ways you've never felt moved before. Um, but we'll, we'll see how we go on. Okay. Um, just be prepared to have your socks blown away by the passion, the enthusiasm, the raw talents that you're going to experience. Action. Waiter, waiter. Yes, madam. There's a fly in my soup. Sorry, madam. Ring, ring. Arlington Police Station. Come to the restaurant. It's an emergency. Yes, sir. Madam, is that a fly in your soup? Yes. Murderer, murderer, murderer. Okay, stop, stop, stop. This is ridiculous. What's this about? You guys are trained. Where's, where's the passion? Where's the. What's this? Uh, where's that? I can't see the raw, the energy. I can't feel what you're doing. The shock, the shock, the loss of this poor little fly. Where is it? What's this? I've never seen anybody so boring. Mimo, Mimo. Where's the passion, the emergency? You're driving a Mercedes. I didn't feel Mercedes Benz. I felt fiat. I didn't feel what I needed to feel. I was absolutely ruined. Guys, I need you to help me. Just, just take your places again one more time, please. Guys, I, I don't know about you, but I thought I was very poor. I need, we want to feel passion. What kind, of, what kind of things should they be feeling? Tell me what kind of things they should be feeling. What should she be feeling? Disgust. Disgust. Okay, disgust. What else? What else could she be feeling? Anger. What else could she be feeling? Sadness. Sadness. Anything else completely different from that? Confusion. Confusion. Anything else? Happy, happy. Okay, I want you to feel happy. You're happy about this. Okay, happy. It's just some feelings. What about, what about the waiter? What should the waiter be feeling? Pardon? Embarrassment. He's embar you're embarrassed. You're highly embarrassed. Like it's the most embarrassing thing that's ever happened to you. What about this young man here? He's excited. What else could he be feeling? What? Pardon? Irritated. Irritated. What else could he be feeling? He could be what could he be, what, what could he be feeling about Cody? What could he be feeling when he meets her? Love. Okay, right, you can be, I want you to feel, I want to feel passion, okay, you've got the hots for Cody, I want to feel it, I want to feel it in your toes, and feel it in your fingers, don't look at me like that, okay, okay, sorry about that, I'm sure this will be much better, ladies and gentlemen, okay, ladies and gentlemen, are we ready, you're feeling joy, you're feeling embarrassment, you're feeling passion, action, Waiter! Waiter! Yes, ma'am? There's a fly in my soup. S sorry, ma'am. 
Ring, ring. Arlington Police Station. Uh, come to come to the restaurant. It's it's an emergency. Yes, sir. Beep boop, beep boop, beep boop. Madam, is that a fly in your soup? Yeah. Murderer. 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 Okay, okay. I still didn't feel the I felt the joy. I felt the embarrassment. Is that what passion looks like in Germany? <laughs> okay, take your places one more time. Okay, this time I think what we need to do is we need to let's give them let's give them some kind. Of, what could they act like? Well, let's let's make them act a certain way. So, what kind of person could they be? What about who? Which one of them could be a, um, a ballerina? Malta, okay, Malta, you're a waiter, but in your spare time, you're a ballerina, okay, you're a ballerina, okay. What about, see how people are getting involved? Yes, uh, Charlie. An opera singer. David, you could be an opera singer, absolutely, yeah. What about Cody? A monkey. A monkey? Okay, she could be a monkey, that sounds excellent, okay. She's got to behave like a monkey to please him, okay, listen to what I'm saying. You've got to, who, who said this? Ballerina, you've got to be a ballerina to please uh, Callie. See what I'm doing? See what I'm doing, anybody yet? Maybe. Okay, what's he got to do? Okay, so you've got to be an opera, uh, an opera singer to please Charlie. Okay, that's what you've got to pretend to be. Okay? Okay, action. You can make noises if you want. Yes, madam. Fly in my soup. Sorry, madam. <laughs> ring, ring. Arlington Police Station. Come to the restaurant. It's an emergency. Yes, sir. <laughs> Madam, is there a fly in your soup? Yes! Murderer! 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 Okay. Okay, how do we make this skit better? Okay, first of all, what, where do you think I'm going with this? Because right now I would, I would say something. What would, I'm going to do something in a minute, so I've not finished. What would I be saying using this skit so far, do you think? So I said, it, I said it about four times. I want you to be a monkey to please... Okay, I want you to be a ballerina to please... Okay, so I would say, you know, it's interesting, isn't it, that all these guys have got a uniform, a bit like, like if you're in English school, a bit like you guys, you've all got a uniform. Nobody knows what's really going on unless you show it. And many of us hide it like they did in the first skit. But sometimes what we do is we pretend to be somebody we're not just to please one another. Yeah? So you can talk about that for a few minutes. I remember when I was, when I did this, and did, does that make sense? Okay, let's uh, do this. Now I need some, so what would I do next? Volunteers, absolutely. I'd get some volunteers out. Oh, I'd get them. So, okay, well, you to do this, his job. Um, we'll, get, we'll send these guys away. We'd have volunteers up. Uh, yeah, you can go, actually. I'd get, I'm not going to do it now because of time. I'd get volunteers up. I'd get them to act as something and have an emotion. 
I mean, that's going to, people are going to be wetting themselves on they did at this one. Okay? And you could go on for ages, but in, in, in between every different act, there was something you could bring out about it. And that's one of the key things I want to get from you. So what I learned doing lessons was this. The way I teach, I tend to have a lot of things in there. I don't know if you noticed that. I tend to have put a lot of stuff in there. And what I realized was that sometimes if you put too many things in, people forget stuff. So I thought, I'm going to spend the last five or ten minutes. I want to go out having a great time. Um, so I'm going to spend the last ten minutes saying the exact same thing. How can I say the exact same thing I've said so they don't forget it? So I decided to do a game. I don't know if you've ever seen brain, uh, blockbusters in England. Okay, so this is a dead simple game. So I created this. This used to be on like a... Um, like a light thing, but I created a card with this, okay? So you put letters, and you can use it after every single lesson you do if you wanted to. And you have letters, and you just create new questions. So let's say so you, this team's versus this team, okay? So you've got to get across, and yours are blue, and yours are white. So when you get a hexagon, it turns blue. When you answer question correctly, it turns white, and it's the first team to get across. Does that make sense? So I would just, in this lesson, I would say, pick a letter. Q, I, I was hoping you wouldn't say Q, okay. So um, pick another letter, because I haven't got one for that one. Pardon? L. L, okay. So what L were we saying never goes away? It never, ever goes away. What L never goes away? God's love. Yeah, God's love, because you reflect in, in the lesson. What, well, okay, pick a letter. C, okay, so... Somebody else pick a, pick a question with C based on what we've just done. I've, I've got one in my head, but somebody else pick a... Uh, on what we've just done, what we've just talked about. Pardon? Yeah, but something we've talked about. Did we talk about that? We haven't talked about that in the lesson. So in the lesson, so imagine this had been a lesson we've just done. Yeah, begin, where the answer begins with C. What animal do we carry the Okay, there you go. What animal do we... So some of them can be fun. It's good, though. Some of them can be fun questions. So... What animal can you hypnotize by putting that? And you're reminding people of stuff. But what you really want to do is do your key points. So I don't ad lib. I would always prepare the lessons, a question. I just wanted to show you then. I'd prepare the questions in advance. Does that make sense? But you can do it on any lesson. And so young people used to know this was coming up. And, you know, especially in the boys' schools, they're very competitive. It was a great way. So, in fact, there was one interesting. There was a boy in, um, called John in the first school I used to do lessons in. And he was so victimized for being a Christian that they stopped the school one day, had a special assembly, brought him up on the stage and warned people about attacking them in any way. And then he started coming to my lunchtime club and of course he was the one kid who knew all the answers. So in an old boys school, that's like gold. So suddenly he went from like the person that everybody picked on to the person that everybody wanted on their team. Because boys are really super competitive, you know. So this is something I would do at the end of every lesson. Not every lesson, but quite often I would do this. But it was to highlight things I wanted them to remember, yeah? And then, because then I'd say, that's right, chicken. And what was the other thing we said? To, what kind of things did we say? Oh, yeah, so popularity. And then you move on. Okay. okay, so what I want you to do is, I want you to uh, chain me. So I want you to put that together with one. Ah! <laughs> Are you okay? I'm no. <laughs> Slightly looser. Okay, okay, good. Okay, can you stand on this right hand side of me? This is great. So I want you to. I can't get out of that. You can see I can't get out. Yeah. Pull, the, pull the thing over me. Over okay, I'm still struggling to get out of this. Still struggling to get out of it. So I don't know how long we've got. How long have we got this time? Okay, yeah, okay. Wait, okay. What? You're oh my God. No, I'm really. I, I, it's, it's hard to get out of this thing. This is. It's really <laughs> still. Hey? What are you saying? Sorry, just. 
Let's go. Okay, now go on out and I'll talk a little bit about and I'm talking about different stuff and I'm talking about how things are difficult, yeah? And it's hard and stuff like that. And then what I do is I do this and I come out of it. So, what was that about? You think you're trapped in your guilt. Okay, so with that in mind, that's the end result. We want them to, to know that God can instantly, do you notice how quick it was at the end? Instantly release, release them from guilt. So what do chains tend to symbolize? That's dead easy. Things that chain you up. You know, have you ever done that thing where, so I might talk about, you ever done that thing where, you know, um, you feel like you're sinning, you can't get out of it. Everybody, everybody's registering that one, aren't they? And you say, you know, the interesting thing about the devil and we, often we see on the movies that the devil's one is in charge. Actually, it's the opposite. Do you know the biggest slave to sin is the devil? The Bible says that one day the devil will be punished for his sin and he knows it. He can't stop because he's the biggest slave. I don't know if you've ever felt like that. You, you know it's wrong. You know it's going to go end badly, but you still, can't, you still do it. Stuff like that, yeah? And then I'm sat down on the chair. Okay, so now we're going to have a little bit of fun, yeah? So it's really hard to get out of, you know, and uh, sorry, what's your time? Oh, okay, thank you. It takes a couple of minutes for people to register what's just happened. If you did it really naturally, it was like, okay, hang on a minute, what happened? Because like, then you, and in the back of them, I'm still chained up, yeah? So what would that, what, I mean, that's more of a jokey thing. I didn't tend to use that too much. That was more of a jokey thing. Come out, yeah? And then I talk about repentance, you know? Some people think repentance, you're going the wrong way, and you turn around, and you think, I'm not going to go that way, but you're still chained up. You're still struggling with things, you know? And you spend your rest of your life feeling guilty, always having to go and confess about how bad you've done. Actually, repentance means, there's a word to shuva. It means to turn and to return to who God made you to be. And as you return to God who made you to be, then suddenly, you're released. And that's how quickly you can be free of your guilt if you're struggling with guilt today. But you have to first turn and return to who God made you to be. Does that make sense? Okay, good. Okay, so hopefully that was of some benefit. Um, it took me a while to remember some of the things I'd done uh, almost 30 years ago now, but hopefully that will be beneficial to you. Let's look at our uh, next, possibly final workshop. Please look at the outline you created in the previous live wire and then create a module for each of your three A's. So in the previous live wire, if you remember, you created a sentence for your aim and your three A's. Grab hold of that and now please think of just one module for each one. Maybe it's a video you know of, maybe it's some kind of object lesson or skit, whatever it might be. But please remember, you're not trying to get the message across, you're trying to help your message stick. Your message needs to be good enough without these gimmicks. The gimmick is simply there to make the thing stick in people's memory. So spend some time looking at that. And then we have an optional extra thought with an optional extra fun uh, um, workshop afterwards. Okay, hopefully you had a fun time doing that and it gave you some good ideas. So feel free to finish the live wire now, but if you have extra time, there is a optional extra. One final thought on delivery is that the key to communication is the ability to put yourself into 
the place or mind of someone else that you're communicating to. Uh, babies only think about what they're feeling. When you become more mature, you're more able to think about what others might be thinking or feeling. So one of the things you want to do is not simply avoid jargon, but avoid anything that would not make sense to anybody who doesn't know what you already know. So a great way of finding out what that looks like is to do the following workshop. So if you have time, please take time to go through option A or option B. Option A is to be done in a group setting. Write out a 60 second talk on any subject of faith Get the group you're with to imagine they know nothing of Christianity and to beep every time you say a word, phrase or make a statement they don't understand. So if you're in a group setting, write out a 60 second talk as an individual and then present it to your group. They're supposed to imagine they don't know anything about Christianity. Get them to beep or clap or make some kind of sound every time you say something that they don't understand. And let's see if anyone can get through 60 seconds without that happening. In option B, if you're watching this or listening to this on your own, write out without thinking a 60 second talk on any subject of faith, then go through it with a red pen and cross out everything that you are realizing may be a word, phrase or statement others would not understand. This is really just an exercise to help you realize how much of what we communicate would not be understood by others without us being intentional in advance, thinking through what we're about to say. Hopefully this has been a helpful episode for you. In our final episode in the series, we're going to look at discussion, how you can provoke thought and how you can answer questions. Answering questions in a school usually gives you a little bit more license to share your personal experience. Bless you. Speak to you next time. Bye.